Do you hear me go with the harmony? Yeah. We're back. We're here. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of... It's probably fine. It's probably fine. We are back, 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 back again. Yeah, and this is a quick turnaround for us. We, I mean, it doesn't matter to you guys. You guys don't know, but... We recorded on a Thursday, and now we're recording on a Tuesday, so it's only been a handful of days in between. We decided that maybe by Thursday, at the end of the day, we are dead inside, and maybe we should try to record on Tuesdays so we are less negative. Again, yeah, by the time... Thursday night rolls around. I've drugged myself as far as I can go before <laughs> death. Exactly. And this means that I get to see Rachel three days in a row. Yep. Three days in a row this week. Tomorrow we're finally doing the book club. Have you finished the book? I have 60 pages left. 60? Are you going to make it? Yeah. Child's play. Okay. Child's play. All right. You said you were going to finish it last night. I know. And then I ate Taco Bell. <laughs> And then I threw up in my bed. Farted yourself to sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot you threw up. I barfed in my bed. <laughs> I know. You sent me a picture. I know. It was Because disgusting. it was the most ridiculous thing. And I just kept laughing. And Derek was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I, help. I'm I vomited under my puke. <laughs> I've never puked in my bed before. I don't think, even think I've done it as a kid. That's messed up. Yeah. I had a vitamin stuck to the roof of my mouth. And bleh. Did you taste it? No, I just kept trying to get it to go down. And it just would... Not and it was stuck and stuck. Oh my god! And I actually had to get it out even after the puke. Was it a capsule or was it a tab? Capsule. Okay, not as bad as a jelly guys that sticks and then once it gets wet, it's just like gelatin. That's what she said. It's real gross. I tried to talk it down. I tried to yeah through my mouth and I was like no I got this I got this (gasps) wow and I just (laughs) puked everywhere and then I Derek thought it was not as funny as I thought it was. I think you did think it was funnier than everyone thought it was. It was like a little special moment that you It had was. I yourself. was just like, I thought that it was completely ridiculous. <laughs> and I can't believe I just puked on myself like a small child. Yeah. Yeah. And I gross. wasn't, I didn't even feel sick. It. it was just because my capsule got stuck to the top of my mouth and I puked everywhere. <laughs> Waste of Taco Bell. Yeah, it tasted the same. Ooh. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, anyway, so please, um, like always, <laughs> rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Uh, follow us on Instagram at probablyfinepod. Follow us on TikTok at probablyfinepod. And uh, write us in the email. <laughs> write us in the email. Telegram, please. Uh, at probably probablyfinepod@gmail.com. You got it. Nailed it. Did we, get, did we miss anything, Derek? No. No. All right. Good. Oh, tell your friends about us. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Tell you, if, if you guys like us, or if you don't, I don't really <laughs> care. Even if you're making fun of us, just tell tell your – don't make fun of us. Never mind. But uh, No, tell, dude, I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke got hard all of a sudden. Mm. <laughs> yeah, tell your friends about us. Just send them, a, send them a link to one of our episodes you thought was funny or that you mm. think would strike a chord with them. Just, it's called word of mouth. Yeah, we were reading about it. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> as like. they say in the in the history, oral tradition. <laughs> Passed down from generation to generation. <laughs> this podcast is going to be the new Ten Commandments. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah. Anyway. Bigger than the Bible. <laughs> Spread the word, bitch. <laughs> Bigger than the Bible. New band name. New podcast name. New podcast name. All right, that'll be our second podcast. Noted. Derek, write it down. Well, we haven't recorded forever. Yeah, that's true. 
Okay. Are you ready for our first agenda item? Yeah. Okay. So I got a Snapchat message from our friend Nicole, uh, who for the third week in a row, we've been corrected on our blood. God damn it. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. Why does Nicole so- know so much about blood? That's a really she's good a teacher. question. Well, I was she's thinking- a teacher, but what does that have to do with blood? That's what I'm saying. Like I would, if, if, if we had like a, a nurse friend writing in and being like, you guys are fucking idiots. Stop talking about blood. I'm t- I'm messaging her and saying we need to know why you know you so know much about blood. So much about blood. When your job doesn't revolve around it, maybe she's a vampire. Oh, Derek's whispering something. I'm like, what is he whispering? Vampire. Maybe she's on the blood black market. Are you a vampire, Nicole? All right. So Nicole said, O positive blood type can give blood to anyone. Is that you? What are you positive or negative? I am O positive. Okay. So I can give blood to anyone. But I can only receive O positive. <coughs> o negative can give and receive from anyone. That's why they are universal. O negative is the universal donor. Why did she No, know? sorry, universal. Don't fuck this up, Brooke. Just read the script. Read the text. <laughs> God, that's why they are universal. But O positive is still great, she says. I know because that's what I have. <laughs> okay, O positive can give to all the positives, but not negatives. So that still reaches a large population. So did she just change the fact? No idea. Shit. I'm just going to read it. I'm so gonna now it's on Nicole. This is Nicole's When we fault. talk about the blood, I just feel like we're talking in circles. I know. I do too. It actually like gives me an out-of-body experience. So, yeah. We don't care anymore. Can we move on? Hey, from the I blood? have to. Fi- I have to finish oh, the rest of it. I thought it was done. No, but O positive can give to all positives, but not negatives. So that still reaches a large population, but can only receive O positive and O negative because O negative is the super bitch that can do anything. I still don't get it <laughs> because it doesn't have any antigen. The Rh factor it doesn't have. Uh, nope. I'm not even gonna try. Well, this makes sense. 80 per- 80% of the population has a positive blood type, so that's what makes O positive amazing also. Suck it, Derek and Rachel. I have a positive blood type. Not O positive. No, A positive. A, pl- a plus. A plus blood over here <laughs> and over there. Derek and I got the A plus bloods. What's Leo have? Does he so have- we looked this up. Weirdly, we're like learning so much about fucking blood because... We looked it up. Nope, Derek, we're not doing this further. Just, I, nope. I, nah. I, I just wanted to add that a Red Cross is a really cool like graphic where cool. it has blood bags and you can press and it shows which <gasps> one it goes to. That is cool. We will link this. You're doing it because so, I'm not. I'm not either. Okay, then don't be. We're not linking it. Put your money where your mouth is because. You, you can poke bags online at the Red Cross yeah. to see go where to your the Red blood Cross can to go. Figure it out. I do don't not, fucking know. Do not take this as fact. No, go look at look at it in the internet. This don't was look from us. an anecdotal tidbit that really got away from us, man. Yeah, it's been like weeks now. <laughs> but yeah, no, Leo can be either A or O. Possibly, because but we might be double A. You don't know what his blood type is, though. No, because he's never. Because he's never had a blood transfusion. He's never had. Uh, he's gotten blood drawn when he was like a brand new infant, hmm. but they didn't fucking tell me anything. So hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Cool. I don't cool. know, man. All right. Well, let's. Derek, that, move hopefully, on. it's really Let dead it now because I don't want to talk about it anymore. Thank yeah. you, Nicole. Thank you. Um, way easier. Yes. So, do you want me to tell you? <coughs> do you want me to tell you the next thing on the list? Yeah. Okay. 
you don't have a Why choice. I have to look like I was like really she thinking, was thinking about, about it. it. Fuck no. Do I really yeah, want to hear what this bitch has to say? What are we going to do? Sit in silence? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the TikTok that I was going to tell you guys earlier, but then oh, I was Jesus. like, oh, I'll share it on the podcast. Okay. So um, I saw this TikTok where this guy uh, learned me about a new phobia that I'd never heard of. Oh God. And I can't remember what the phobia is called. Uh, so maybe Derek can look it up while I'm explaining the TikTok. The phobia is of large man-made objects underwater like ships and stuff yes okay but not just ships like the first picture that he showed like on the TikTok, like... it was a plane yeah and and i was like oh that's creepy looking right yeah but as he was going through, and then for some reason, there were some animatronic robots that were underwater, and nice. he was clicking through those. There were ships, and he was gagging. Oh, and no. And I was like, what's it called, Derek? Submechanophobia. 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 Is, is the phobia. And so I was like, it, this is not real, right? Because, again, it's weird that I don't connect yeah. with it. And so I go in the comments and people are like, I didn't know this was a thing. Watching or looking at these pictures made me like nauseous. I had to look away. I had to click off. And I was, I was looking and they didn't bother me. I mean, it looked creepy, but some people, they cannot look at those pictures. So when we, um, we went on our honeymoon to Barbados, we would do like, you could swim with sea turtles Mm -hmm. was part of our, you know, one of our excursions or whatever. And, um. They always did them near, like, one of them was, like, near a shipwreck where they, like, purposefully sunk these old ships mm-hmm. to, you know, help with habitat, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. And that made, it made me very uncomfortable to be looking at them. While really? We were, it just, like, made me, it was very eerie to me. It's very eerie when you're out there. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it, it just, and but I, I, I think I also go down the fear of like go like really going in there and like checking it out and then getting stuck mm-hmm. down there and I don't have any air, mm-hmm. so I think that was part of it for me. And yeah. I don't want to touch it because it's slimy. Yeah, I don't want to touch it either. I don't. I feel like there's just gonna be, I don't know, creatures crawl all over yeah, me and yeah, swallow me yeah. whole. What's dead? What's alive? That I'm right, touching. Right. Right. What's a human? What's an animal? What's an yeah, alien? Don't like that. I don't even know. Uh, don't like that. Shark. Hello? What oh, about a, a shark? shark? A shark pop out sharks? and oh, eat your arm off. Freak me out. I did yeah. not even think about sharks. Well, yeah. I think about sharks every day. <laughs> Derek does think about sharks Derek every day. Since he was about six. <laughs> <laughs> not a damn day goes by when I don't think about a shark. <sighs> no, I I get that. Did it, you watch Santa Jaws? Oh, Need to watch Santa Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be there for that. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I've never done anything stupid <coughs> that you've told me to do. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Never. So, yeah, that's the thing. I think I might have saved the video so I can show you guys later. But I want to watch that to see what yeah. physical reaction I have. Do you know what that made me think of? One one time when I somehow you talked me into going. <laughs> <laughs> do tell. <laughs> this is this is classic. Uh, 18-year-old Rachel and Brooke. You talked me into going to one of your psychology classes at Mizzou, oh one of the big motherfuckers that had like 300 people in them. And that is when I learned that you could have an extreme phobia of peaches. Oh yeah. I remember, remember that? that class. And that like they showed a video mm-hmm. of someone like running off of like fucking Maury or something mm-hmm. like some like, like 
Jerry Springer or Maury or some stupid yep. show like that. And they like had a crate of peaches and this person just walked out with them. And this like man just bolted. Yeah. And I was like, and they showed him on like the big screen yeah, behind him. Cause and they, they were like fine following him in the back uh-huh. of the, you know, the recording area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, never have, has that ever crossed my mind that someone would be afraid of peaches. Cause they were talking about like the texture of them and mm-hmm. like the fuzziness was yep. a big issue. Yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I remember that because then they talked about how um, unethical that was because that's was not therapeutic. Like that was no. traumatizing to yes. the person. Like it was made for quote unquote good TV, but yeah. it was super traumatizing for the person. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have a like support person there as well, like it's not a planned thing. Like it's not like immersion therapy type mm-hmm. stuff. No. No, you're just doing it because you know this person will freak the fuck out and you can laugh at them or think that they're that. so ridiculous for being afraid of peaches. Can't fucking help it. No, they can't. It, they like I had a physical reaction to that. It's trauma, bitch. Yeah. What about that, Derek? Look this one up. What's the fear of things with holes? Uh, uh, it starts with a T, doesn't it? Does. I want to say trichotillomania. That's not it, though. That's pulling your hair out, right? I know. Yeah. Trypophobia. Trypophobia. Yeah. <sighs> Do you get weirded out when you see stuff like that? Certain things. Mm-hmm. Not not most things, but like the bigger holes mm-hmm. where things pop out. Or like if there's a bug popping out of a big hole. <gasps> oh, Derek, what are you? Let me see. Derek Googled it. I want to see. What is it? What comes up? Is that a bug coming out of a dog? Oh, no, no, no. It's skin. It's holes in the skin. That doesn't bother me as much. That does. Oh, my God. Okay, so I guess I don't have that. <laughs> uh, what about those? What are, What's that flower that becomes a pod? It, it was on there. A lotus. a lotus. Yeah. People really don't like those. That doesn't bother me. I my pee hole just quivered when I saw that <laughs> hand picture. Yeah, the hand was pretty gross, but you know it's fake. Is it? It has to be fake. That's not like a disease or something? I don't know. Was that leprosy? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Flesh just falls off the bone. Okay, gross. Oh, what? Okay. Wow. Holy we shit. just took a dark turn. Where'd that go? Where'd that go? What's okay. next? What's next? Um, next is, um, I guess we could talk about dreams. Yeah. We've got a couple dreamies. Yeah. So I have a couple that I need to share to get off my chest because I can't be alone with them anymore. Yeah. Should we do those first? Uh, let's do Maria's first. Okay. It'll be a good buildup. Okay. So Maria texted me the other day, and she said, "She said I had a dream that we were going to a wedding, and afterward, you and I shared a hotel room. The next morning, we were getting up to get ready for something, and we were trying on clothes and different things, and a bunch of tiny spiders were all over my head, and you were trying to help me get rid of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> and she also said, I would also like to note that I was wearing Louboutins. <laughs> <laughs> with the spider head yeah <laughs> that was an important part of the yeah. dream so that is super freaky and so i googled it and it's just like how you googled pools how it's like all different kinds of pools yeah. so there's spiders crawling on you you know spiders in the bed there's spiders in hair so spiders in your hair represent the genuine problem especially if you have long and curly hair and it is hard to get rid of the spiders <laughs> easily. <laughs> your hair is a very apparent sign of your health and state of mind. Okay. A hair loss is often the evidence of a serious illness. When you dream about spiders crawling in your hair, it can be interpreted as your fear that someone or something is ruining your good mood or appearance. 
shit. The something that is ruining your good mood or appearance could be thoughts or events. Oh, I like this. Yeah. So, uh, that is really specific. I thought you were just going to go general spiders on you. No girl. You get it. You got it down to in your hair. Yes. Spiders in your hair. And that's then, my nightmare. I know. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. But, uh, Maria sent a general one to me. She, she's like, I'm shook. It said, Spiders certainly represent feminine power, and that extends to the dream world, too. When you dream of spiders, chances are that it refers feminine energy in your life. So that could be cool, too. Yeah. So, sorry if I just shat on you, Maria, with the spiders in your hair. Yeah. Um, so does that just mean that feminine energy is ruining your good time with the spiders? Oh, I don't know. Hair? If we're going to cross those two together. <laughs> Well, I was, I, the, I was the feminine energy in her dream, so I hope I'm not ruining her good time. Look at you just, Ba-dunch. look at you just bothering people in the, in <laughs> your know, dreams. What's the deal? So the weird thing is, so this leads into my dream, which we're not going to interpret because I just can't. Too fucked up. It's too fucked up. Um, Derek, cut this out if it is too fucked up, and we'll just say that yeah. I died. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I then texted Maria back because I also dreamt about a wedding that night. Weird. Yeah. So I dreamt that Allie was getting divorced and remarried to a friend, an old friend that we went to grade school with. Huh. Okay. And I was giving the speech, knocked it out of the park per yeah. usual. And uh, the wedding was at our elementary school. And I remember we were in our sixth grade classroom and all of our classmates were there while she was getting ready for the wedding. And then I remember hmm. the wedding. I remember giving the speech. That's not the fucked up dream. Okay. That same dream, I had a dream about a really scaling a really tall building. Uh, so this is what I wrote. Dream about tall building. Murder. Scaling it trying to escape. Murder. <laughs> so then I guess I either fell back asleep or I remembered the rest of the dream. The murder was, or the dream was like a movie. I said the murder, but. I meant the dream. It was like a movie with lone survivors and people were being hunted. Would you like to know the weapon that was used in my dream to to do the murdering? Uh, Machete. No. Um, Fire. No, you weren't far off with machete. An axe. A scythe. Fuck you guys for knowing each other right now. Derek just guessed it. It was a scythe. That you, I. Why didn't I guess that? Because you're so fucked up. What a scythe. So up. Yeah. Was used to do the killings. Like in the olden times. <laughs> it gets worse. But did you kill me? No, you okay. weren't in it. You weren't even it for once. Okay. <laughs> did you kill me? Did you kill me? I guess it's not that bad. No, and it's not that far off. No. Okay. So I was trying to find answers and figure out who was good or bad. (sighs) I was also in love with someone who I was told was creepy and a rapist. Okay. By the townspeople. Yes. I also made out. (laughs) It's. You're gonna have to cut this out. It's so. What is it? So Who did bad. you make out with? The the creepy rapist person. Oh. I didn't think that they were. I okay. thought they you were normal. And like the other the the townspeople were. It's like a witch hunt. Okay. Oh God! What's your size? Fortune. <sighs> so I made out with this guy in the dream and didn't know that they had vomit in their mouth. Uh. <laughs> and it got in my mouth. 
and I didn't say anything because I didn't want to embarrass them. So I just swallowed oh, their vomit. <laughs> I I need that to be processed. What does it have? You what happens when you Derek you look swallow vomit in someone in your dream of De- someone else? Derek, what happens when you eat someone else's vomit in a dream? In a dream, Google it. It was. It was terrible. That is my nightmare. And I also watched a lot of people get murdered. So I was watching this from kind of afar as I was on the lam. And so I would, out of the corner of my eye, see the bad people. And then they would be murdering someone with the scythe. Did they chop their heads off? Like, how do you... No. Just body parts? They did it to a pregnant person. Oh, God! It oh my was, god! How was, fucked up were? How long were you fucked up? I'm still you woke fucked up? up, clearly. But like, how bad was it the morning that you woke up from that? Rachel, it was really bad. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. Is, was it bad? <laughs> it was really bad. Was it bad? <laughs> it's, there's also more. Oh my god! There's more. Should I stop? Is this no, keep really going. bad? Derek, what, did you look it up? What it means whenever you? I he couldn't find anything. <laughs> he couldn't find anything. That's how fucked up. I also had a dream where I had triplets. Okay. Did you kill them? No. (laughs) No. I don't know if it makes it worse. Did they kill you? (laughs) No. No, I don't know if it makes it worse or better when you say, like, really fucked up things. Because I just feel like nothing you could say could be this fucked up. Okay. So they had a birth defect. Okay. And they were... (laughs) They were only heads. You should have just gave birth to three little basketball heads. <laughs> and it was all heads. just popped out of you. And I, <laughs> that had to be easy. Well, it's not over. Oh my God. And I brought them to Dollar General to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> How do you carry three heads? I put them in the shopping cart, and I kept forgetting they were in my cart and kept setting stuff on top of them. <laughs> moments of panic where I'm like, oh, oh shit, God. oh my, my babies. babies. <laughs> <laughs> my baby heads. <laughs> like at one point I had like one of those <coughs> big bags of ice and I just like set it on top of the, them. Oh, my babies, my cold little babies. <laughs> oh my God. And then I was just, I just remember being like, how do I take care of these? <laughs> Like, do you water them and then they grow, like, I, their body? I don't know. I'm, like, sweating right now thinking about it. It was fucked up. So, on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> you guys. Oh three, three baby heads is worse than spiders. What about and this pregnant I don't side? know. I think the baby heads is still worse than the murder. I feel more uncomfortable with the three, with the, the three baby heads. Imagine just strolling through Dollar General with your baby heads with your baby heads and you're like trying to find a picture frame and some baking soda (laughs) how do you comfort a baby head just a baby head that's crying I didn't know I mean who does please tell me write in anyone yeah know how to calm just a baby head so someone interpret my dream because I am too fucked up to do it we need to definitely put a trigger warning on the beginning of this episode you think so I maybe I'm just super fucked up because I dreamt it. I think that you're just super fucked up because you dreamt it. Because it's more. It realistic sounded funnier to you. like when I said it. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Derek's like, yeah, yeah, totally. There's nothing wrong with you at all. Like in, <laughs> internally. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
you don't need help at all. Do you want to know? So I have a note <laughs> that I found in my phone that clearly was a, you woke up from a dream, Rachel, and you wanted to write down some of it, but fell asleep halfway through <laughs> or a little bit. Yes. And it's just, it's at 12, 12.04 a.m., and it just, <laughs> what is I forgot that there was a second part to it. It just says, your brain is messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know what the next part is? Yes. <laughs> it's really fucking weird. Oh, is it? Is no, it really no, weird? No, they just don't go together. <laughs> oh. It's chicken chunks sauteed. <laughs> your brain is messed up. Chicken chunks sauteed. <laughs> That's a beautiful haiku. I don't know. <laughs> should I get it tattooed on me? Yeah, you should. Chicken chunk sauté. Were you trying to write down the uh, the lyrics to One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies? Probably. Chicky Chitana, the Chinese. I like vaguely remember doing this and being like, wake up. Oh my God. And I kept falling asleep on it. And then I would wake up and there'd be like random like words that I had just fallen asleep typing or whatever. Like, and then it, it, it's ended the word for me or like finished the word for me. And it wasn't what I was thinking, but it was chicken chunk sauteed, I guess. But then like I had erased, I remember I erased a bunch and I just, I, I had to have fallen asleep with this note open for sure. What does it mean when you dream about sauteed chicken chunks? I've, that is probably on the internet somewhere. You're hungry. I probably was hungry. You probably dreamt about a recipe. That you wanted to That's remember. so boring. <laughs> that is so boring. Sautéed chicken chunks is the most boring thing that you could... I know. That you could come but up with. But paired with, your brain is messed up. <laughs> right. Makes it funny. Maybe you were comparing your brain to sautéed chicken chunks. To sautéed chicken chunks. Because that's sometimes... I feel like instead of brains, I do have sautéed chicken chunks <laughs> up there. Just rolling around. Not a Gross. spice in sight. No. Just, just plain old chicken chunks. Oh, jeez. Oh, white meat. <laughs> Not even the okay, dark meat? No. Dark meat's better. In my head, it's chicken breast cubed. Oh, God. I'm yeah. getting nauseous. I know. This is enough. Well, if we uh, we thought we scared him away at some point, we... Are you guys still here? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I can read you my grocery list next. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. That's That's all I had. Okay. Do you have anything? Probably not. All right. Should we move into our topic? Yeah. Cool. Do you want to introduce the topic? Yes. So this is um, also from Maria. It's the Maria show today. Oh, right. It is the Maria show. (laughs) Yes. So it comes from Maria, who is one of our close friends and also happens to be Brooke's sister-in-law. My sister. Yeah. So we all went to high school together, weirdly enough. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. It's the Midwest. Yes. (laughs) So, um, Maria says, well, I'll just jump into it. Yeah, just read it. So her topic was, is how to get others around you, friends, coworkers, et cetera, who don't have kids to understand how you are feeling versus friends who don't have kids to understand how they feel when their friends have kids. Little, like it's a little confusing, Mm -hmm. but we can break it down. Mm Mm-hmm. So the first chunk that I get is like how friends who don't have kids, how they can understand you as a mom, as a mom and how things definitely shift. Mm -hmm. And then 
versus friends who don't have kids to understand how they feel. That's the part that gets me. Basically, we're just going to bring two different perspectives. Yeah. So you're a mom. I'm not. You have had experience with like being the only mom yeah. for a while. Like you, you know, you were the first one to have kids in your friend group. Yeah. I am now the last one in my friend group to not have a kid. So we're going to try to bring some perspective from like what I wish as a childless person, um, what I would want my mom friends to know. Yeah. And then you are going to bring some perspective on what you wish that your friends that don't have kids yeah, could understand or like what would help you feel yeah. seen and heard. And I think that coming from, so like when I had Leo, I also had like postpartum anxiety and probably depression. And I think that that was a really, that was just like one of the hardest transitions of my life that I can think of more than going into college. I, I can't even, I can't even compare it to anything because it was so fucking hard. And it's not even like, like he was a hard baby, but it was so fucking hard. And it's, it was so hard to explain to other people how hard it was, mm-hmm. which sounds insane, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah, I was like one of the first people that of my close friends to have a baby or to like, I didn't have people that had already had a kid that I was comfortable reaching out being like, I'm fucking struggling or does this poop look normal? Or he screams when I do this, is it acid reflux? Is this colic? Is it, you know, whatever the fuck it is. And I'm just like panicking going like I'm ruining my child or, you know, whatever. So I spiraled doing that as I'm speaking now. But um, I don't even know where I was going with that. But it it's, was so hard to also go from being just married and together and, you know, being able to pick up and go mm-hmm. to a movie on a Tuesday night at 6 o'clock just whenever the fuck you wanted to. I know we have COVID right now, so it's mm-hmm. different. But it, it just – that was what was really hard for me is adjusting from like single life where you could pick up and go and then to – like life with a fucking grub worm that 100% needs you for every fucking thing Mm -hmm. and you are feeding them and wiping their ass all day and they scream and you have to do something and then they, sorry, I did not mean to cut you off. I just like the thing just popped in my head. So like, am I hearing that it was really hard for you to express or feel like the other person understood how hard it was? That's, that was, that's the main thing. Yeah. I'm kind of rambling, but like, that was so hard is like I was struggling and as as much as you can even tell people who don't have kids, it's so hard because I would never imagine that I would feel that way or go through that before I had kids. Mm-hmm. And it was just like an out of body experience almost sometimes. And it's like trying to get, and then you also felt so bad. I remember feeling super guilty when, and it's not even like all of this obviously does not pertain to you. You were like really supportive through all of this. And, but like when other friends who were kind of in different walks of life than I was, or then some of my closer friends were, would ask me to like go somewhere or do something. And it's like, really think about that. Mm-hmm. Like it would be like, Hey, do you want to do like, I don't even know what it was, but like you're talking more about when he was a newborn. Yeah, or yeah, newborn to six months probably. Mm-hmm. That was the hardest time. But people would ask me to do something or whatever, and it's just like that is 
a whole commit like that is so much back work for me to do that one thing. I can't I can't just go. Yep, I'll be there this Saturday, mm-hmm. and it's Thursday. Like mm-hmm. you, can't, I I can't. I need some some setup, some whatever. And sometimes I just don't want to fucking do that. I don't want to go to those places because I want to be home with my family, or I'm mm-hmm. just so fucking tired from the week mm-hmm. that I just want to get to the weekend mm-hmm. and try to survive. Like you're just in survival mode mm-hmm. for a good chunk of time. And I think that sometimes like as even, I think it's better nowadays. Like it's kind of been more vocal of people like, but if if people don't follow it, then they don't, that they would know that like people are talking more about how hard motherhood is and being able to like voice their struggles. So I think that that is helpful, but it is really hard when you are trying to find like your mom tribe and whatever, that even fucking means, mm-hmm. but or I basically to find just, a space where you're yeah. really validated. And... I basically just waited for my friends to have kids and be like, I fucking told you guys. And then I like, also I took that as a big thing for me. It's like, I want to help out every fucking mom that pops out a kid after me because this shit is fucking hard mm-hmm. and you can prepare as much as you want to. But and maybe it was just my experience too, but like you just never know what's going to fucking happen. It's mm-hmm. like the biggest like waiting game. Like you get so, um, even before you have the kid, like when you're pregnant, you get so ready. Like you get, you lose all control of this. Mm -hmm. You don't know when you're going to give birth. You don't know how things are going to go. You don't have any fucking control. And so I think that that's so hard for us too, Mm -hmm. because we're so used to having control over things and really planning things out or, you know, depending on what type of person you are. I think it's also hard for people to admit that they're not in control because like hearing you say all of that, I think that you think you were more transparent with me than you were because you were not as transparent with me. I think that, but I, I really don't think that um, I realized this until a lot of stuff got easier when he was like a year and a half or more. Like I'm just realizing a lot of these things at a, like a year and a half later after it got easier. Like mm-hmm. I have brought things up to my therapist about and like like about how hard it was and my feelings during that time and how bad it was. <laughs> Like I loved a lot of portions of it, but I had such bad anxiety and I did not even realize it until I was out of it and a little bit farther down the road Mm -hmm. that I look back and go, oh my God, that was some of the worst feelings of my life. Mm -hmm. I think like a lot of that is, is being in survival mode. You are in survival mode. You are trying to keep your kid alive. And also at the same time, I think that historically women have been like, taught or conditioned to water down their pain or they haven't yeah. been believed. And so you're feeling this, but you don't even like really recognize it. But also you're trying to get people to understand that you're having a hard time. Yeah. Maybe even without like making a big deal about it or without stressing other people out. And I think some of it gets lost in translation, especially with people that don't have kids. Yeah. And sometimes like for me, when my mom friends try to have have not anymore you know but have tried to communicate that to me in the past the way that I've received it is that I don't know what struggle is oh it it comes off as yeah you don't really know what it's like to be tired or you don't really know what it's like to like so invalidating right but and that's just because there's it's lost in translation like you are experiencing something so unique and you're trying without the language to like be heard and validated Mm -hmm. and then it's you know it's just a miscommunication but I think that that's something that you know 
non-mom friends feel and like want the other person to know yeah even though we don't understand it we believe you yeah and if you don't believe your mom friends then fuck you yeah you know like that's me you can tell me that you're having a hard time and I'm just gonna believe you yeah I think I also tried to I, I not that I even tried to put on a face but I was just like I mean, you have to get through this. Like mm-hmm. you just do. It's the survival mode. But I think me as a person, I'm one to just plow through until I'm on the other side. And then I go, whoa, that was way worse than I thought it was when mm-hmm. I was in it. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely one of those where I don't realize how difficult or the different types of negative feelings that I had or things that I had going on in my brain until I'm out of it and looking back going like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was rough. You just kind of like have to bad. S- step back and remove yourself yeah. from the the emotion just to survive it. Yeah. When when I see moms do that, it gives me a lot of anxiety because I don't think that I will be able to do that. And I have more anxiety that when I have kids, I'm going to have breakdowns. And when my mom friends don't share that experience, it makes me feel like it's not happening. No, it's one time it was when I was still on maternity leave. I, Leo had been screaming for like 40 minutes and, um, this first time that it happened, I called Derek while holding him and I'm bawling and saying, Oh my God, please come home. He works 40 minutes away and he's like, okay, I can come home now. It was like 11 o'clock or some, I don't fucking know. It was not a time for him to come home. And he was like, do you want me to come home? And I was like, it's not even fucking helpful for you to come home because it's going to take 40 minutes. It'll be done by then. Ah, losing my shit. Yo. And then there were times where I had to put him down in like our pack and play that we had in the living room. And I had to walk outside to where I could still see him. Like I knew he was safe and fine, but I could not. I, my nerves were shot mm-hmm. and I was done. I can't even imagine. No. And that's why if any breakdown that you have other moms had for sure Mm -hmm. done that Mm -hmm. and I think that it's just that's I think I wish what I what I would change about it to make it more not inclusive but connecting gentle I don't Mm -hmm. don't know tell me what I'm trying to say here but I wish that moms would be more vulnerable about that yeah because it hits different when you're sharing the experience in the moment Versus sharing it afterwards. Yes. Does that make sense? No, it really does. And I think that there's still that fear of being, of the judgment of yes. it. Or like being like, well, she can handle it, but why can't mm-hmm. I handle it? Or Which is like, why no one talks about oh, it Oh, we like had that. babies around the same time. They don't have these problems. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pretend that I don't. Or I'm going to say that I have some issues, but I'm not going to say how, how bad big. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely something It's like depending on – it, you just have to choose – I think you choose how vulnerable you want to be with certain people or mm-hmm. like – or just generally how you – where you're at with your brain and where you're at in your postpartum stuff. And you also have hormones run, mm-hmm. running through your body. But yeah, I think that a big part of that too is like, oh, I totally want to be a trans fan. I want to be able to do this. But then you go to do it and you're like – they're going to see that like you just get ready for the mom shame you where you have to protect yourself. Yeah. Like, that's you're going to, you're going to see, they're going to see, Oh, they, they're, they're already using a binky. Oh, you saw they're using formula. Oh, they're breastfeeding. Oh, they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, they had this on or the dog was too close to them. They're, like, it's just, you're just ready for someone to put you under a fucking microscope. Mm-hmm. And when you're already in such a fragile state, like right now, if somebody, if you heard somebody say that, or if somebody said that to you, 
being out with Leo, you'd probably be like, fuck you. you. But in that moment, in that mindset, you're like protecting yourself because you're just hanging by a fucking thread. That, and you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Especially when it's your first baby, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, they're really going to let us take this thing home (laughs) and, and keep them alive. Mm -hmm. I've read the books. I've watched the videos. I've taken the classes, but I don't fucking know what to do with this. Mm -hmm. Like I, I know what I've read, but I don't know. And now looking back, I'm like, I should have just done what's best for my baby, whether that says it says it in this book or that book or no book. Mm-hmm. Like it's Did you it's read the books? Crazy. I did read the books <laughs> out of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think that I think that too, some people I think that some moms get very judgy on like, oh, they they don't again, they don't know because they don't have kids. And it's like mm-hmm. But if it's one of your close people, I think it's very different. Mm-hmm. There's certain levels of my friends that don't have kids and how comfortable I am or like how supported I feel by them mm-hmm. and what I will share with them. Yeah. And I think that that just <clears throat> might have less to do with them not having kids and more to do with you're your just friendship. not that close with them. Yeah. And I think something that would help both sides too is just recognizing that it's okay if things change in your friendship in that time. Yeah. Like when you're, you know, pregnant, when you give birth, when the baby is a newborn to six months, like you said, I mean, for our friendship, it was a little bit different, but, Mm -hmm. but there was, there were a lot of big changes at that time. Yeah. And then once you and Derek got the hang of it, then you started coming out more and and we got into our swing, but I think that it would just help both sides if there wasn't so much pressure to maintain this, same this, level. The, it's yeah. Just, it's going to shift and change. And I know I, I felt a lot of guilt on that because I wanted to act like, or I wanted to feel like I could do everything. And mm-hmm. I like, I wasn't going to change because I had a baby. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to change. Cause I like, I'm still going to be the same person, blah, blah, blah. Like you have that feeling going into it and you're like, I'm a fucking different person now. Mm-hmm. Like I just am mm-hmm. like you just shift into a totally different way of thinking and, or like, you're kind of like, you're, center of your universe has just shifted Mm -hmm. to this tiny human being that you're trying to keep alive. But like you don't have to continue to stay that or try to be that same person for your friends or for whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's just, it's hard. It's just fucking hard for both parties. Yeah. I would like to, I would like to add that it is okay. I totally agree. And at the same time, I think that moms feel a lot of judgment from their friends when in reality their friends are having a really hard time too. Yeah. It is really hard on our side in a different way. You are different. You mm-hmm. have changed. The center of your universe is different. And that's that was really painful for me. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I resented that or it was just part of the it process. Change. And it's yeah. not it wasn't judgment coming and that might be like, I think what a lot of moms feel, but it's like, I'm going through this pain. Cause you know, my life changed too. Yeah. Because I don't have that relationship the way that I needed it or the way that I've had it for yeah. so long. And so when I ask you to come out, I'm just using you cause like yeah. you're sitting right here. But if I ask you to come out like, Hey, we're going to go get dinner and you can't, it's not that I'm judging you all of my mom friends, but I'm disappointed and I'm allowed to be disappointed and I'm allowed to have a hard time with that and be sad that I don't get to spend time with my friend and like grieve that. It's it's really like a grieving period until, I mean, you know, now things are 
totally fine and, yeah. and back to normal or, you know, I've adapted to your, I, I'm part of your family. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is really hard. It, it's really hard or it was really hard for me when all of my friends started to become moms and I was the only one that wasn't. Yeah. And I, I, I get that too. Cause I also had a lot of FOMO mm-hmm. when I would see my friends like on, you know, social media or whatever out doing fun things. And I was at home with a screaming child mm-hmm eating off of my body <laughs> and shitting on me. And I would be like, wow, that would be nice. Or like, you know, like that mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, the FOMO and the like, oh, I wish that I could go out or was invited to go out or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's different now. It's it just, it's different and it's going to be an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Well, and also too, regardless of whether or not he, you know, your kid relies on you for survival every second of the day. Cause it doesn't at this point, no. if you want to stay home rather than go out, that's totally okay. Yeah. And it's also okay for me to be sad about that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. It's, it's just, it's a weird shift going mm-hmm. from like wanting to go out and all that stuff and like being content with being home. And that's also, has been very obvious for COVID oh really shifted yeah. us, but yeah, that was a very weird thing for me because I was always like, what are we doing? What are we mm-hmm. doing this weekend? It's going to get me through my week, mm-hmm. you know. That's crazy. It feels like a lifetime ago. I know. Something I wrote down, um, like, I was just kind of using the what what, I, what do I want my mom friends to know. It's kind of sad looking back at it. Oh, now. no. I know. Something I wish my mom friends would know is that I miss sleepovers. I do, too. Every time before all you bitches had kids – we would just pack up and we would stay at the other person's house and not worry about like when we had to get up the next no, day. No, it's just like no one had any, like <sighs> a lot of responsibility. Yes. And we just fucking just got mm-hmm. hung over and <laughs> ate whatever pizza was probably still mm-hmm. left on the stove. Watched movies. Yeah. And slowly I, weaseled out. Right. I, I miss that a lot. I do too. Mm-hmm. Ugh. We need to still have. Can we still do that? Let's, we can still do that. Derek will just stay home. Yeah. Derek. Bye, bye, Derek. Sorry. That's why we have our girls trips. That is why we have our girls <laughs> trips. And that is when no, no one is a mom there. <laughs> no one has kids on the kids on do a not trip. exist. They do not exist. <laughs> we call. We make sure they're alive and eating. Mm-hmm. And then we do some some fun things. Exactly. I, w- I think, t- so, okay, so, like, going back to feeling judged by each other or by, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's important to say that it is the responsibility of both parties in the friendship to communicate honestly how they feel. Yeah. And, like, where that judgment comes from is when people are being passive-aggressive or mm-hmm. giving the cold shoulder or, like, jokingly guilting. Like, if a yeah. non-mom friend's, like oh my God, seriously, you never go out anymore. Yeah, I don't recognize, see you anymore. Right, recognize how those words can be damaging. Yeah. Check yourself, figure out what you're feeling, and then approach it differently. Because yeah. like how I would want to communicate that to you is, hey, I I really miss you. Can we set up a time yeah. sometime that works for you? Like, and that and, hits very differently. Right, yeah. it's so much different than, oh, you're no fun anymore. Like, yeah. oh my God, that's so painful. I couldn't What even... do you feel from mom, mom friends? What is the like reverse of that, of like a, an example of a mom friend giving you like guilt or passive aggression or like, um, like if they're not acknowledging that they're never coming out sort of, or what do you mean? No. Or like being like, would they say something along oh, the lines of like, yeah. Oh, I'm just so tired. You wouldn't understand type of thing. But I yeah. Mean, or if forward or something. Yeah. Something I wrote down was, 
you know, if a mom friend is talking about how exhausted they are and like how they feel like they don't have enough time in the day and, you know, you want to be supportive and, and sometimes, you know, I might say like, I know I can relate. I and then they would they be like, down. wait till you have wait kids. Till, wait till, I fucking I hate I can't it. stand when women say that to yeah. me. It is, it makes me feel like a child. Yeah. It makes, it's very condescending. And that's, I mean, this kind of relates, but like when you're pregnant with your first kid and people will be like, you think you're tired now, mm-hmm. but why do people have to do that? Don't fucking do that. Because they're insecure, I think. Yeah, your next 18 years mm-hmm. to not sleep. No, mm-hmm. fuck off. Why do you need other people to suffer in order to feel no. validated? Guess what? Leo sleeps 12 hours a night. Right. I sleep like a goddamn baby. Kid is fucking Rip Van Winkle. Yeah, I'm telling you. He slept till 9 a.m. the other day, and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to be late for work. Mm-hmm. I sleep yeah. like, a, like a damn baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just, it goes back to that really needing to be validated and to be heard for how hard it is to be a mom. But then because there's not a whole lot of outlet for that, or maybe not a whole lot of safe outlet, we're like you said, we're getting better. It's it's just like your friends are maybe sometimes the ones that kind of get the brunt of that. Like I want, you know, you to know that your experience is different and that's true, but we don't have to make each other feel bad. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I'm like, I lost my train of thought here for a second. Um, I feel like we need to address more of like the, hold on. Okay. This is a good topic. Oh, I have something. Well, unless you. No, go ahead. So, um, something that I don't know if this is just me. Uh, a lot of this too, I'm noticing that I want to say, I think ultimately stems from my own insecurity. And I feel like it's probably the same mom friends like from oh, yeah. like you know you're getting ready to say something like hey I want my non-mom fr- friends to know this chances are it probably comes from like an insecurity within you but you also mm-hmm. still deserve to be validated by your yeah. friends so uh something that I wrote down was I think I want my mom friends to know that it is really hard for me to bond with your kid until it's a little older and I need yeah. you to not take that personally no and <laughs> I that's what I that was a big thing for me because I I'm that way mm-hmm. like I was that was one of my biggest fears that I was like I have not been around little babies that much. Mm-hmm. They make me uncomfortable. They don't give you anything back. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's why I never push Leo on anyone. And sometimes I feel like that came off as like, I don't want you to touch my kid, but that's not what it was. It was like, if you don't seek it out, I'm not going to push it on you because people get so uncomfortable with mm-hmm. babies because they're, they're like, I mean, they have a like self-destruct button on the top of their head. Mm-hmm. They can't <laughs> hold up their fucking neck. And what else do they do? Yeah. Really? Well, exactly. And you don't know how to take care of them. For sure. And even like new moms are still figuring out how to take care of them. Yeah. You have a bond with it because it came from you and it needs you to survive. Yeah, but still. Like, I, I mean, even after having a kid, sometimes when I hold, like, I guess because it's been so long since I've held a little baby, like when I hold little babies, I get nervous mm-hmm. and I fucking have gone through it, but babies are a little scary. Yeah, they are. They are. They're intimidating. And it's like, I just really want everyone to know it's not that I don't care about your kid. It's just that we don't vibe. Yeah. Yet. Not yet. Like, wait until they actually remember me. Yeah. When, you know. Let's hit one. Let's yeah. hit one and then we'll I'm be. I'm trying to think. Like, one. Like, ten months and up, probably. Yeah. What's what's Rory? She's she's 18. a year. Or over yeah, a year. She's like or she'll eight. be two in June. So. So yeah. she's 
like 18, 19-ish months. Yeah, Man. whatever. But you, you get it. <laughs> that is They're, when they come alive. And also, this is just my perspective. Other, yeah. like, non-moms might say, um, oh, I noticed that I really started to vibe, like, with my niece at this age. Like, yeah. that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you that you don't feel, like, this super connection no. with this kid until you can actually really start interacting with them. Yeah, I had a really hard time with that, like, obviously, before I had kids. And I had... Like we have nieces and, and a nephew that are um, older now, but so I loved those kids so dearly. But I was like, Derek was the cool uncle up until like the age of two, and then they liked me afterward because I would actually like interact with them because I'm not, I wasn't afraid of them anymore. Mm-hmm. I knew what to do with them. I could talk to them. Mm-hmm. I guess I just needed that. Yeah, yeah. I I 100% get that. Yeah. Oh. And also, I'm just gonna be like really honest. They're, they can be boring after a while if they're they not They are. Your own they don't give they, you – Yeah. If they give you zero – like so like six, seven months when they can – you can make a weird face or a weird noise and they go, meh, mm-hmm. and then – but that, that gets boring after a while too. Right. Exactly. It's just it – if it's not your own brand – You get bored with your own too. Like sometimes <laughs> I'm like, you want you want to hold him? You want to hold him, Derek? Like you want to – like I just – he's sweating on me. <laughs> Farting. That's it. Like <laughs> – and I think there, there's another thing that she brought up that I very much resonated with. She talked about it being like a lot of this being her own insecurities. And I think that's mine too. And some of mine stems from work because a lot of my work people, like my, my team that I'm on, don't have kids. Or if they do have kids, their kids are like my age. So mm-hmm. it's totally different. I'm in this like weird limbo between those. And they don't understand that this job comes very much second, Mm -hmm. if not third or fourth or 10th for me. 100% I am going to leave to get my kid if I need to, or I am going to put that first. I'm going to take off for Halloween so he can put him in his costume. And it makes me feel like a shitty employee Mm -hmm. sometimes. And it sucks because it's so important to me. But I, I just think that if like they don't have kids and they don't like they, I think they understand to a degree, but it's like, that's also like grind culture shit. But, um, it just, that's what gets me is like when it makes me feel like a weak employee Mm. because I'm good at my job and I like what I do sometimes. But, uh, when it looks like I am taking like the backseat or not taking my job seriously because I'm putting my family first, Mm -hmm that sucks. And I always feel like I have to explain myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have to fucking explain myself. Right. And sometimes I just really have to check that and be like, no, this is what matters for me. And this job would replace me in five seconds. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or yeah. Or they would board on my position. Like, nope, done. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what I just have to constantly step back and go, okay. I'm prioritizing my job right now. That is not my priority. Mm-hmm. Like it is important in my life and it is a big part of who I am, but is not the thing in my life. Right. And so sometimes I have to step back and go, I don't really give a shit what you guys think mm-hmm. or like what you feel or like you feel like I'm slacking or whatever. Mm-hmm. But most of the time it's probably me just spiraling in my brain. I feel like that's super insightful. Yeah. I ha- have to have that conversation with myself at least weekly. Mm-hmm. I, I'll like comment on that from the non mom perspective I've been in situations in work situations where I have been um resentful towards mom co-workers because I felt like a bulk of the work and this is when I feel like it has been taken advantage of yeah um I 
I feel that it is really unfair if I have to take on extra work because one of my coworkers has children. Yeah. I don't feel like that's fair. Will I change my mind when I have kids? Maybe. Um, but I, I think that there's a difference between like criticizing someone's priorities and recognizing, hey, we have the same job and it's not fair that I have to pick up, you know, slack. extra groups every week or I have to like do these extra phone calls because you have to like go pick up your child or you have to like, does that make sense? Because it does, because when like thinking of like the group thing and stuff like that, or like thinking about so that a group is part of our, mm-hmm. you know, our right. And job, I'm thinking whatever. about when I did that job like, yeah. way back when. And even when other, even when I had a kid and other parents would do that, I'm like, fuck, come on, man, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. That's really fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. So I, I would get frustrated with other parents being a parent myself. So Mm -hmm. I think that's very normal. Yeah. And it's not, you know, to be fair, it's not just, oh, so-and-so can never do three o'clock on Thursday. That would not bother me, but it would be, oh, so-and-so can never do the late group. Yeah. Well, I don't want to do the late group either. And it's not fair to me that I always have to do the shit end of the stick. The one that, the thing that no one else wants because you're getting out of it because you have a kid. Yes. Yeah, not not getting out of it. I don't mean it in that mm, way, but I mean but sometimes. Well, yeah, I mean sometimes it is getting out of it, but um, I you do have a responsibility, but it's like that's also not our responsibility no. to juggle. Like if I feel like I'm the workload is is you know unfair, I need to go to my boss and say like, hey, I'm getting resentful. You don't have to like yeah. shit on your mom coworker, but just be like, hey, I understand this is the circumstance, but I'm feeling really resentful and yeah. I'm unhappy. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself. Don't just like wait for other people to take care of you. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I'm trying to think of anything else that I have. I have something. Go ahead. Uh, I think that I would want my mom friends to know that sometimes I want to spend time with just you. Yes. Yes, and I, I, and I feel I, bad asking for that. Yeah, and I, that is something that I always like wanted to be really cognizant of when I was making plans, like kid or no kid, mm-hmm. this or that, and like I know I was never like perfect about it, or you know, there's probably issues that I had had with it, but I, I would like for both parties to be like honest about. Mm-hmm what they want out of whatever interaction. Cause it might be that the mom is totally cool with doing no kids, but just like totally read the room wrong or. Right. That was going to be my next question. Would that be offensive in, in any circumstance? Like I know you wouldn't care if it was me, but like if a non-mom friend was like, Hey, I want to spend time. Like, do you think we could do like no kid? Would that be offensive to you? I don't think so. And do you think it would be offensive to other moms? Like, as much as you can that, speculate. I think that certain moms would get offended, like the ones that want to bring their kids everywhere. But I love having my alone time. And mm-hmm. I know that I really need my alone time and my also my time connecting with my friends yes. without a kid. And I know that yeah. that's very important to me. Mm-hmm. And so that does not offend me. Mm-hmm. If anything, I'll probably be seeking it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some people that don't, that doesn't refill their cup right. or... They might have like a major separation anxiety type of issue. Maybe that would be a trigger for them or an issue, but but not because of me asking. No, it's probably just kind of a what's problem. going on on the receiving end. Yes, because honestly, when you have a kid, 
it's harder to get together. And so if I have to choose uh, between like meeting with you with your kid or meeting, not meeting at all, at all. sometimes it is more stressful to meet with the kid because we 100%. Can only, we can only talk about surface level stuff because you've got like a distraction. You're yeah. distracted and all it's the time. Cute distraction. And like some of the sometimes. distractions are great. And I love like, you know, looking over and being like, oh my gosh, because you can't just ignore no the child. But it also like, I think I just, as the mom, I get frustrated mm-hmm. when I'm just like, oh, I just want to fucking spit out this. I want to be able to have this conversation instead of being like, okay, yeah, here's your crayon or like, right. oh, yep. I like you. Oh, you dropped your blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. That is so frustrating to me because it's even frustrating when Derek and I are having dinner with Leah. And I'm just like, I just want to fucking finish a goddamn sentence. Yes. That's really validating to know that that is frustrating to you. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause it's, I, I get that way too when I'm like, Oh, and then like a mom friend will ask me a serious question and I'll be trying to answer it. And, and I have a hard time sharing anyway and being vulnerable. And, and then if all you're of not, a sudden, if they're not zoned, they've in on broken you. eye contact yeah. and they are like totally zoned in on their kid. And I can tell that they're just not really they're there. Like it's getting like half of it. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, Oh yeah, no. And I'm like, no, you're okay, not. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you're gone. No, I, I absolutely, <laughs> maybe it's just me. I get, I hate that. It makes me so frustrated. It makes me be like, Oh, like we shouldn't have just, we shouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to give a hundred percent, but I also have like, I want to give, you know, my, my kid some like his, that what they need. I don't want to totally ignore them, but then it's also like, I really want to spend time and give my friend a hundred percent and that's just not doable, but it also sometimes that can work in your favor. So if you're with someone you don't care about, the, like fam- I'm talking about family members, but, uh, uh is that so, what like, they're doing to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so like if you're with family members or whatever and they, your kid is just distracting you and you're like, you can just kind of lean into that and you're like, fuck it. Yeah. But that's what people you just don't want to talk about. It's when they pay off. That is when they pay off. I think it, it, the moral of the story is really catering your interactions to the connections that you want yeah. to facilitate. So if you yeah. want to have an intimate moment with your friend, you've got to work on being clear about that. Yeah. And just like, yeah, having transparency mm-hmm. in it and being like, this is what I'm like expecting or, you know, you can phrase it however you want to. Right. You know your friend best or, you know, but it's also, you also, I'm going to say this too. You also don't know where someone else is at in totally. their child journey. So totally. sometimes what moms can say to people who don't have kids can hit very differently. If you are assuming that that is their choice or not their choice or whatever it is, you just can't put that on someone because you don't know what your words can do to another person. Mm-hmm. So let's normalize being clear about what we need and asking if they're available for that. Yes. Like, hey, I'm just really wanting to sit down and have dinner with you and, like, have a couple glasses of wine and just shoot the shit. Yeah. Like, are you available for that? Like, is that does that sound good to you or, you know, are you too busy right now? We can yeah. circle back. Like, what time is open for you mm-hmm. or when, like, when can you get a babysitter? Mm-hmm. Or- and then on your end, it's that – will be something that I want to do in the future, but I can't wrap my mind around scheduling that right now. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Done. Like my feelings are not hurt. I understand that because I don't also want you to like push yourself if that is not going to be enjoyable just because you need to meet my need. Yeah. That makes sense. Totally. Okay. hundred percent. Yeah. Be fucking honest with each I other. Get that, and I just like I'm getting flashbacks into <laughs> new new child life. And where I'm are like, you going? I'm like, where? Stop! Don't go there. Fuck! It's so hard, and that's why I feel like whenever I see any new moms, I'm like, Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> Godspeed to you, friend. 
you do whatever you need to do to get through your fucking day. Because mm-hmm. this is horde. But yeah. Where, or is this the moment where you tell me that I should cherish my time now? No. <laughs> I, I hate it when people say that to me. I wrote it down. Don't fucking say that to me. I, I do f- cherish it. I cherish every goddamn second that I'm not working. I'm never bored. Ask anyone. <laughs> Look at my Google history. Yeah. No one cherishes their free time more than me. Yeah, and I, I fucking I hated when people said that when I didn't have kids and when they said it when I was pregnant with my first. It's like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. They're like, oh, that must be nice to be able to do that thing. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I have a watermelon in my belly. <laughs> Never alone. <laughs> fuck off. How many times have you peed today? For me, it's 27. <laughs> Playtime is over. Oh, God, that would make me so mad. And then when people would also mm-hmm. comment about how you're carrying, oh, it must be a boy. It must be a girl because you're carrying high, you're carrying low. Well, you're not having that kid forever because you haven't dropped yet. I'm like, do okay. Does, do people want more? Com- like, do you want to do more stupid comments before this baby pops out? Or do you like, want to know? Where? Do you want to know something that I think y'all think is funny? And I want the non moms to weigh in on this. Yeah. Non moms, do you ever just regurgitate weird shit that you've heard other moms say to try to connect with your mom friends? Like, I have definitely said that. I'll be like, oh, you're carrying really high. Doesn't that mean that it could be a girl? I have no fucking idea. I just heard that that's what. <laughs> They say to each other. So I apologize if I've ever offended anyone or annoyed no, anyone. It's when parents have said that to me, like they know what they're talking about. God. It's not even when that, hmm, I don't know. There are things I'll look back on now that I, I mean, because all my friends have kids now, so I, I know the etiquette maybe yeah. a little bit more than some non-moms would. And I'll look back on things that I've said to my pregnant friends in the in the past before I became more woke, you know? And I'd be like, God, I can't believe you fucking said that. Um, I'm pretty sure that I have still <laughs> said shit like that ever since I've even had a kid. <laughs> <coughs> because I think I just sometimes you get into those certain uh, interactions, like those just with people – and your brain short circuits and you just go back to some default stupid thing you've heard one time Mm -hmm. and you're like, blah. (laughs) And then you realize you hated when someone said that to you or Mm -hmm. when you ever heard that ever. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, man, I'm going to go die now. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I feel like that's just kind of like a thing that humans do. Derek, are you fucking sleeping? Derek's sleeping on us. He just he doesn't care about this. Fell a fucking sleep. Go to bed. I hope you guys aren't falling asleep. I hope you. Should we wrap it up? I think we. Br- I, I think that was our cue. Derek, should we wrap it up? Is this boring to you? Well, you're a man. Oh, Derek's. How's your wiener? How's your? I don't know. What's wrong with his wiener? Nothing. I just. He's a man. How's oh your, yeah. How's your wiener doing? Mom? You want to add something about your wiener? Yeah. Uh yeah. I think that's all I had. Um. I mean, can I just add one other one that I just, I don't want anyone to do anything about it. And this is purely my own insecurity. And I think other non-moms will agree. Sometimes it feels like we're falling behind. Even if this is, if we're childless by choice, it's like moms are part of this exclusive club because you are. Yeah. I I get that. And so when you're around a lot of moms and they're all like talking about mom stuff, it feels like you're in high school and they're in their first year of college and they're like talking about college shit and you're just like, (laughs) yeah, like, hmm." but you don't know. You don't know. No. And and sometimes it just kind of feels like you're being left behind. But I don't think any of my friends look at me and say, oh, she, she's, well, they probably call me immature, but for other reasons. (laughs) Uh. And I will say that from the other side 
when my friends would talk about like childless things that they're doing or whatever and I had a kid at home I felt like very like left out or very you know like I don't know what what exactly that feeling is but then when they'd be like oh yeah we just did this thing and that thing and we're going on this trip and it's just like oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh I'm gonna go sit on my thumb <laughs> like you're stuck in a group that no one else is in uh-huh. yeah I, there's got to be a word for that feeling yeah I also think that it's just underlying like women are conditioned to compete and hate compete against and hate each other yeah and, and we don't want to do that, but there's, like, this conditioning inside weird. of us that Yeah, this weird societal out. thing. Yeah. But we're fucking not doing it. We're trying. We're really trying. Right. Join the prob, the probably fine pod. Movement. Movement. I, I wanted to use a P word. Probably fine Very pod. Pandemic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a, a good pandemic. Probably fine pod. What are our cronies? What do we call them? I don't know. Our soupies. Soups. Super loops. Come join the soupies and we are going to love each other. Going to change the world. <laughs> no, we're not. Well, maybe. Don't bit. say that. I don't know. Like, not the world, but like a chunk of people, maybe. Yeah. We're, Whatever. Okay. We're going to wrap it up now, I think. Yeah, we're both, we're both like, bleh, bleh. I know. My eyes, I feel like I'm sleeping with my eyes open. Used too much brain power. <sighs> so much brain power was used today. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Let us know. Please, just let us know. know. We don't Or if you know. have more questions about it or like. Uh, if you think we could it. have expanded like. In one us. area. Right. Yeah. And we'll read it and we'll be like, oh, so-and-so brought up a good point. Like yeah. the more we band together, the more we can take over the world. And then at some point we'll never even need men anymore. Yeah. Stupid, stupid, stupid men. <laughs> That's one thing we can all agree on. Yeah. We can just talk shit men. on men. <laughs> But females just build up other females. Yeah. Okay? We love you. Be nice to people. Be kind. Yeah. Oh God. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next. Okay. We'll okay. hear you. Bye. We'll hear us next week. We love yeah, you. Yeah, bye. We're tired. We done. Good night. Shut it down. Fucking <laughs> oh God. We got to go. <laughs> Started a note. On January 17th at 12.04 a.m. And it just says, your brain is messed up. <laughs> Today I brushed my hair with Margie on my lap and all my dandruff fell onto her. <laughs> and I was Derek, like, are you recording? Hey. You need to start recording. Okay. <laughs> Don't put in about my dandruff. <laughs> I have a winter scalp. Okay. And I do zero things about it. (laughs) Hello. Here at It's Probably Fine, the podcast, we are very interested in your menstrual cycle. So please stitch this and tell us your... Fuck! Hey, hello. Here at It's Probably Fine, the podcast...
my god. <laughs> I thought we were just going with the sip and then the wave. <laughs> Hated the twirl. <laughs> I really want to be happy behind you.